What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. And we welcome now Donna Sturgeon, the marketing manager at Jack Kane Ford. Time for Car Talk, the latest automotive news sponsored by Jack Kane Ford. Good afternoon, Donna. Hi, Cruiser. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, beautiful day yeah. out there uh, today. Uh, just lovely, lovely day, as opposed to two weeks ago when we were supposed to do this and we were going to get all kinds mm -hmm. of snow and ice and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I got something. <laughs> yeah. I've got a wind. What's that, Donna? I'm sorry. Well, February is our, usually our worst month, so I'm not counting out the snow. You know, enjoy it today, but tomorrow, gosh, no telling what's going to happen. So, well, okay, let's well, go. That, that's true. Okay. Uh, and I do have a winter weather driving tip coming up here, just, just to underscore what you just said, Donna, that sometimes in February we tend to get walloped uh, with snow. So winter's <laughs> not over yet. Uh, let's let's talk about EVs, and there's more trouble in EV electric vehicle land this week. First, Volvo, an early EV adopter, has cut off funding for an EV affiliate. They're not going to be funding Polestar anymore. That's the electric car maker it created with Volvo's Chinese owner, Geely. And then this was interesting. GM, some influential GM dealers have told the president of the company that the automaker risks losing customers who are not ready to make the switch to EVs, and they want GM to introduce some hybrid models. I hadn't realized, Donna, GM has pretty much sat out the, the whole hybrid market thing. Now, 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 of course, Mary Barra, who is the uh, CEO, the chief executive of GM now, is uh, they're talking up hybrid. She didn't rule out the prospect of introducing hybrid models in the U.S. when asked about it during an event in Detroit, GM evidently sells hybrids in uh, China, but I was kind of surprised about this. And, of course, GM has gone all in on electric cars. And, and again, it, it's not the technology of this that we're bashing, but it's the fact that it's being rammed down our throats in a timeline where it's not ready yet for a lot of reasons. Uh, the technology's not completely ready yet. The car's not ready yet. I got a story in here, uh, Donna, from a Miami newspaper that warns that uh, people who have EVs are discovering that they eat tires, that you go yeah. through tires a lot faster on an EV, and they want the tire makers to start making a tougher tire or a tire that's more adaptable to the kind of stress and strain that a heavy electric vehicle is going to put on it. How much influence do you dealers have sometimes, like in your case with Ford? Can you tell Ford, hey, Ford, you're screwing up. Start making these kinds of cars. I think that possibly there are some dealers that have enough juice that can do that. Um, you know, they're all everybody's at NADA right now, which is the National Automobile Dealers Association convention, the big one out in Las Vegas. It has begun, and so um, most of um, your your principals and your owners of dealerships from all over the United States are there. So now would be the time, certainly, to have those sit downs with them if possible. Back to the tire thing on the electric vehicles. You know, just last week our shop foreman was talking about something similar about the tire wear on. On these electric vehicles because it's all torque you know you know yourself having driven one of them or two of them that when you hit the, the pedal not the gas pedal but you hit the pedal it goes from zero to fast super fast so 
if you know uh, if you're hamming on the pedal because it's fun to drive and it's fun to go fast and to start off really fast you're going to you know probably you know uh, the tires are gripping the 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 street and the road um they're probably you know it's wearing them down because of the way we don't we haven't had electric cars long enough to know how to drive them to conserve anything so the Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company, and I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Um, right. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's all kind of new technology. At the EV garage in Miami, Jonathan Sanchez is the lead technician there. He says tires are the most frequent thing that customers come in about, no matter what the maker model of the EV they're driving is. And he frequently changes EV tires at eight to 10,000 miles. That's a fourth wow. or even a fifth of typical tire wear. Oh, and by the way, that's going to mm-hmm. set you back about $1,400, $1,500, by the way, dude, oh, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Uh, now, I guess Michelin already makes something called the primacy tire for electric vehicles, which they say offers an up to 7% increase in range. Michelin also launched self-seal, which would self-repair punctures and cut back on some of the weight by not needing to keep a spare wheel in in the back. But these are just some more things mm-hmm. we're learning about these uh, these EVs that uh, they mm-hmm. just they go through tires. And, I mean, unless you drive like Meemaw. If you drive like Meemaw and it's real slow and you don't drive it very much, well, then the tires will last you longer than the seven or eight years. But, I mean, if you use your car or your vehicle like most people do, you're going to find yourself changing the tires a lot sooner. I don't know how many Meemaws have electric cars, but I know that when I'm in one, I like to go fast. They're fun because they do yeah. go from, you know, a standstill to, to you know, fast, really fast. So. I yeah, see what that's happening. You're kind of a Dana, Danica Patrick wannabe, aren't you? you, you sort of, yeah. you got a need for speed over there, don't yes, you? Yes, yes. You get out there on that bluegrass parkway, which is right across the street, and there ain't no cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you uh, take off. Well, then here's the other thing. That NASCAR, speaking of NASCAR, NASCAR fans are uh, un, uh, unhappy because NASCAR is about to unveil an electric car. And you know, NASCAR guys like to hear the boom, 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 boom. You know, I, I got a couple of quotes from guys going, I'm not going to sit and watch cars silently go around the track. And of course, these electric cars don't make the noise that a combustible engine car makes. Uh, f- uh, the uh, reporter for Fox Sports, NASCAR reporter Bob Pachris, uh, said this week that the new electric NASCAR will be debuted to the public on February the 4th. NASCAR's battery electric vehicle that it's developing will do a demonstration run on the Sunday of the Clash. Now, that's referring to a NASCAR preseason Bush Light Clash. Uh, David Reagan, and I don't know who he is, R-A-G-E-N, he will drive the electric car. But uh, this has got NASCAR fans a little upset. 
I don't blame them. I mean, I, I years and years and years ago, I watched NASCAR, and then and I I went to Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee, and sitting in that little racetrack, the reverberation of those engines, you can feel it in the concrete at your feet. You can feel it in the the chairs, the the bleachers you sit on. It's those engines and the power of them, and going and how loud they are. That's part of part of NASCAR. But when they um, came out with the car of tomorrow, and NASCAR fans will know what I'm talking about, you know, NASCAR fans are brand loyal. You know, you got your Chevy drivers and your Ford drivers and your Dodge drivers and your Toyota drivers, and you're loyal to, you know, your driver and whatever kind of car, well, that they drive. The car of tomorrow made them all the same. They're essentially, they have the sticker, this is a Dodge, this is a Chevy, this is a Ford or a Toyota or whatever. But it's not. If they're all the same. And they lost a lot of fans, I think, when they did that. Um, I sort of mm-hmm. stopped watching it, too, around that time. But, um, you know, I don't know how. I, I, they're right. You don't want to watch a bunch of silent cars go round and round and round. Part no. of the atmosphere is how loud it is and how you can feel it in the bleachers. And so NASCAR, you know, up top, they must not be in very in tune to, to the people that are still hanging in there and are NASCAR fans. Well, or the tracks are going to have to start pumping out some, uh, like, diesel fumes or something in the stands <laughs> so that, you know, you see the silent cars, but you're still smelling the gas, man. You know, it just yeah. so, feels more authentic. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's pump out no, some uh, gas fumes. Uh, oh, yeah. no, okay. yeah, no, no, no. Nothing. Breathe deeply in that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not a problem there. Uh, All right, so we talk about the automakers building distractions into vehicles. So, Donna, explain the Ford 48-inch digital dashboard uh, that they're working on up there in Dearborn, uh, Michigan. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is despite warnings from safety experts that larger screens can distract drivers and make driving more dangerous, even if it's a touch screen or a uh, vocally-operated screen, doesn't matter. This is a 48-inch curved display with crisp 4K graphics stretching the full length of the dash. It's a pillar-to-pillar panoramic display, the most eye-catching new feature to come to Ford's vehicle lineup in a long time. The innovation is the personalization and modularity offered by Google's native Android OS as well as 5G wireless connectivity for over-the-air software updates. The car will recognize the driver and adjust the settings accordingly, and the interior displays can be configured to as much or as little information as desired. In that way, the company hopes to better compete with Tesla and other tech-forward car rivals. So this is an infotainment system that's being put on these these dashboards. Now, the Ford screen will be split into three sections. The critical section, that's going to have stuff like speed, gear selection, driver assist features. The supportive section, which features navigation and directions. And the glanceable section, which includes the music player, the clock, and a variety of other so-called widgets that can be swapped in and out depending on the driver's preferences. They include vehicle information like graphics for tire pressure, fuel economy. There's a weather graphic that has little animations for clouds and, and rain, and that'll all, that'll all be real nice. So, um, Donna, this is, uh, this in fact, let's see, what vehicle is this? is going to go in the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus, Nautilus. first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they haven't they haven't announced yet what Ford vehicle will will have this 48 inch panoramic dashboard display, but 
it's coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've not I've been a critic of this in the past and we've talked about it on here. Matter of fact, a few weeks back I was in a brand new Escalade and it had this massive dashboard that had all graphics across it. Um Ford's um are, Ford is saying that this helps keep drivers eyes up instead of looking down at you know, where the radio used to be, it keeps your eyes, I guess, at driver level, seeing out over um, the the hood of the car. But I don't know. To me, I mean, it's beautiful. I've seen pictures of it in some of the trade magazines. Um, but yeah. it, it seems so to, such a distraction. And one more thing to go wrong. And, and I know I shouldn't be talking like that. I ought to be like, yay, you know, all this new technology is great. But at some point, I think we are over distracted and it, it just causes more injuries and deaths and higher insurance rates and i i don't know uh just well, it, it, the it, it, end it's, it's up to us as the drivers not to get distracted by yeah you know, by yeah but thing, right? i certainly would be i mean I, mm-hmm. i've seen the pictures of this thing and when i was in the escalator i'm like oh my gosh look at that look at that look at that you know and the drivers like yeah they've got to keep their eyes on the road i don't know how you know i i, 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 don't, well, know. I, I don't know either <laughs> and it it's a touchscreen, right? I mean, it, it, the pan. Yes. Although, it, it, from what I have seen, the copy I have says the panoramic display is not a touchscreen, nor is it actually one contiguous screen. It appeared to be at least two different screens fused together under one piece of curved glass. But just yes. to give you an idea of even touchscreen-based information infotainment systems, uh, that's a, it, it. Comes with a huge increase in driver distraction. A AAA study concluded that drivers using touchscreens were visually and mentally distracted for more than 40 seconds when completing tasks like programming navigation or sending a text message. I mean, it, you re, you increase the, the risk of a, trash, a crash if you take your eyes off the road for just two seconds. It's all time. Sure. Um, well, the picture that I've seen, you know, most of the vehicles now have the either, um, it looks like um, a tablet, you know, screen in the, you know, between the two, the passenger and the driver's seat kind of sticks up. Well, the picture of the Nautilus with this big screen, it's in the back. The It still has the small touch screen in the front that kind of sticks up. So you've got touch there. I think probably the 48-inch screen is too far away for people to touch it, but you'd have to do it off of the steering wheel there are um, up and down arrows and keys and that's how you would you know toggle over and to land on something that's just my guess but the small screen in the center is going to stay too it looks like and that still is touch screen all right and we got about a minute or so left but here is the winter driving tip here don't put your windshield wipers up when it snows a lot of people do that they're afraid their wipers will get stuck according to experts uh, there's a uh, risk that you're going to damage the wipers. When wipers are standing up in the air, the plastic gears could be weakened or damaged by forceful wind gusts, and the rubber blade could even be uh, blown off. Uh, standing up your wipers in snowy weather, it's not just the wipers that can be damaged because cold weather can make the glass more delicate. A strong wind gust that knocks a windshield wiper back down could quickly crack or shatter the windshield with a relatively small force. An alternative to standing your windshield wipers up in the winter, some experts recommend to cover the entire windshield with a blanket, leaving the windshield wipers down, or find fabric covers that are made for this purpose on Amazon. Or you can take a plastic tarp or a piece of cardboard. Something heavy uh, would work. AutoZone suggests just at, at the very least cover your wiper blades with a grocery or plastic wrap, but don't stick the wipers up. Yeah, it discourages vandalism, too. You know, you've got so many little punks out there that might want to just snap it off um, as they're walking by. So it doesn't call attention to it. 
Donna, thanks very much. Mm -hmm. uh, great to talk to you as always. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. Donna Sturgeon from Jack Kane Ford. That's Car Talk. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company, and I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah, and... Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. When you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.